Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the author of the film review website, quipster.net. Thanks for listening. I hope that you enjoy the review. You can find my contact information as well as links to my Twitter feed and my Facebook page at my website, quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. You can also find over 3,800 film reviews to read anytime, stemming all the way back to 1996. A Hologram for the King is the film I'm going to be reviewing today. It's a comedy slash drama. It's rated R because of some sexuality, nudity, language, and brief drug use. The runtime is an hour and 37 minutes. The main star is Tom Hanks with supporting roles going to Alexander Black, Sarika Chuduri, Sidse Babbitt Knudsen, Tracy Faraway, and Jane Perry. There's also some cameo roles for Tom Skerritt and Ben Wishaw. The director is Tom Tickfer, and Tickfer also provides the adaptation of the novel by Dave Eggers. Dave Eggers' book of the same name was published in 2012. It was critically acclaimed and became a bestseller. Tom Tickfer does the adaptation here and also provides the directorial duties. He's reuniting with star Tom Hanks. He directed Hanks once before for his segments of Cloud Atlas. This film runs much more economically than that opus and is a great deal less ponderous with only this dream sequence that happens at the film's beginning where Tom Hanks' character has the talking heads once in a lifetime playing in his head. That's the only moment that is a little bit out of the realm of reality. Hanks here is playing a man named Alan Clay. Clay is a recently divorced salesman in the tech industry He's down on his luck in both his personal and professional life. He ends up getting called out on a rare assignment to Saudi Arabia in order to try to peddle his company's pricey holographic technology to the king of Saudi Arabia for use in their rich country. There are many missteps that occur because Alan's never quite able to get his bearings there. He's persistently having to call for a ride with a local cab driver named Yusef, played by Alexander Black, to get him to the site in a what ends up being a tardy fashion. Yusef often gives the American fish out of water a crash course on the local customs there. And Alan has to return day after day to try to get help for his existing IT team to be able to set up optimal conditions for the presentation to the king, who is told that will be coming soon. He never seems to, but he's supposed to be coming there for this presentation. And there's a question as to how long Alan is actually going to have to be there to secure this deal. Meanwhile, Alan is lured to the possibility of something more in his life around the corner. He spends some choice time with a lusty Danish executive named Hanna. He has some flirtatious encounters with his doctor there, Dr. Zara Hakam, who is treating him for a growing cyst on his back. And if you want to read into some symbolism of this film, that cyst can be seen as representative of the woes that Alan carries around with him that continue to fester and become a nuisance in his life, increasing his escalating anxiety. Uh, Tickfer's an eclectic filmmaker. If you followed his career, he's done such films as Run, Lola, Run. Obviously, I mentioned Cloud Atlas, a lot of other films, many that I've seen in the German language. Uh, I think the only thing that you might be able to guarantee from Tickfer from film to film is that he's going to go places he's never been before. Sometimes this does work well. Sometimes it doesn't. Nevertheless, I do think that it's always interesting to see Tickfer continue to grow as a filmmaker, even though at this point in his career, he's a veteran. 
a hologram for the king is an offbeat comedy at its core. I would say that if you're a Tom Hanks fan, this is one that may not actually meet your expectations of his very mainstream type of movies. This is definitely a smaller film for Hanks, probably because of his relationship with Tickford. Did he agree to be in it? I don't know. But the role's not really completely new because Hanks spent a lot of his career, especially early on, in comedies. But it's interesting to see at this point of his career, because Tom Hanks is one of Hollywood's most bankable actors, to see him in a film that's a little bit more art house in its scope than he's made in a long while. He has made some bizarre movies before. Take Joe vs. the Volcano. This film is definitely not something as strange as Joe vs. the Volcano, which has its own cult following over the years. I do think that A Hologram for the King is definitely not something you'd expect at this point in his career, and that may make some of his fans uh, decide to give this one a pass because he seems to be a little bit out of his zone, probably our comfort zone with Tom Hanks as somebody who is straight down the middle mainstream in his film choices. As a comedy, I'd say that A Hologram for the King is more a film that is lightly amusing than it is one that is going to elicit audible chuckles. It is pleasant to watch, you know, even though many of the film's attempts at gags feel a bit trite. You know, there's Alan's inability to sit in a chair without falling on his back. This is a recurring joke in the film. Some physical humor. I guess it should be remembered that Tickver is making this film seemingly for a more global audience, whereas a lot of Hollywood filmmakers tend to make it for an American audience with an eye now for a little bit more of the world market if it's a blockbuster. But, you know, Tickver here, his sensibilities are a little bit different, but I do think that ultimately he does bring in some strengths. He has a, an ability to flesh out characterizations and those characterizations often surprise. That's a real strong suit in all of his films. Whereas a Hollywood film might have made a lot of these side characters to Hanks very one note, in Tickford's film, they end up having surprising nuance as we get more exposure to them. And that allows his film to gain a good deal of momentum as these other facets of Alan's journey are also drawn out. So even though it's a comedy, I won't say it's a very light one. There are some serious moments, but also a more serious subtext to this fish-out-of-water comedy. The film is also looking at globalization, not only of world economical markets that sees American industry pushing toward cheaper manufacturing in such places as China, but also how outsourcing can backfire you know, these brand names, uh, Schwinn is mentioned here, that were once associated with making good and unique products, now are being mass-produced, and as elaborated in this film, they're being used as the models for a variety of different companies that end up starting in China that are even cheaper but based on the same model. Now, this is not to suggest that finding the world a smaller place is a bad thing, because the film also shows that even though cultures may be wildly different, there are still common bonds of love, of friendship that transcend ethnic and religious divides. In a way, I guess you could read more symbolism into the film and say Alan can be seen as representative of the country of the United States as a whole. You know, Alan, like the United States, an isolationist entity, he once thrived in industry successfully, more so than just about anybody else, but then he started relying on outsourcing to stay competitive, just like the United States, eventually losing that initial edge, and became overwhelmed by mounting debt, internal malaise. 
So Allen is at the same crossroads as the United States, probably at this point in its history, at least in the economic world. But the film ultimately has a more positive spin on it by suggesting that the answer to finding contentment in this new scenario is for Allen and perhaps the United States to stop dwelling on thinking that the best days are behind him, but also to build on the situation as it currently exists in this new global diverse environment. So in summation, A Hologram for the King is a movie that doesn't have really high highs, but it also doesn't have really low lows. That normally would make for a middling effort, but you have the presence here of Tom Hanks, which almost always kicks even mediocre work up a notch. There is some nice work by a supporting cast of good character actors here. There's also that ability of Tickford to find interesting new wrinkles in a tale that could have settled for the safety of the cliché. At 97 minutes, it's also not especially long or taxing to take in. And I do think that its ultimate message of being able to shake up life's ruts by going outside of our comfort zone is one that's delivered with a subtle poignancy underneath the more broad strokes of its sense of humor. While the path to personal redemption lies within ourselves, the film shows that sometimes it takes a change of external surroundings to draw this personal redemption out of us. So I'm going to give A Hologram for the King three stars out of four. And three stars means if at the end of this review this sounded like an interesting film for you, I do think that is worth a look. I don't necessarily think that this is a movie worth going completely out of your way for. Perhaps you can wait until it comes to the home cinema, uh, whether streaming or on DVD or Blu-ray to take in. But if you're a fan of Tom Hanks or maybe a fan of the Agers book and are willing to allow for a little bit of creative license with that original book, or you want to see this kind of story that looks at the globalization of industry and of us as a people, then I do think that it is a worthwhile film. And that's why I'm giving three stars out of four for A Hologram for the King. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review. I do encourage you to click the subscribe button if you did, and you'll continue to get all of my film reviews downloaded to your podcast player throughout the year. Also, if you happen to be a longtime listener and you want to support the show, the only thing that I'm asking right now from you is to go to iTunes and leave a review. Every review helps me gain more of an audience, and it helps to keep this show going. The Quipster Film Review Podcast is the name of the show if you're looking for it there. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and until next time, I hope that you enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies and that this podcast can be a part of that process. 